0: What's up everybody, this is Sully Erna and you are tuned into Iron City Rock. Hey, this is uh Brenton Dean from the Holy White Hounds and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Oh!
1: Hello and welcome to episode three hundred and twenty-four of the Iron City Rocks podcast. Coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am your host, John, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode three hundred and twenty-four, we're going to feature a band that will be appearing at Stage A E in Pittsburgh on the eleventh of December. Band called the Holy White Hounds. They're going to be doing the X Kick Ass Christmas Show, which features uh, Third Eye Blind, the Struts, uh, the Holy White Hounds, and and Daily Grind. Uh, The Holy White Hounds are. kind of a new band uh, to the airwaves. We've got a great song called Switchblade uh, that you may have heard on the radio. We're going to play a snippet of that in just a minute. Uh, they come out of Des Moines, Iowa, obviously famous for Slipknot. And we get into that conversation in the uh, interview, what kind of impact having a, a superstar such as Slipknot coming out of your town, which you know isn't relatively known for music. So without further ado, we're going to play Switchblade from the Holy White Hounds. We're going to get into an interview with lead singer and guitarist Brenton Dean of the
0: band sitting in the back seat, sucking on a switch play. But I cannot hear what you say. Your mama should have loved you, but I know she's an animal. Even if she loves you, she's riding with her hands full.
1: From the band Holy White Hounds, we have brent on the line how you doing brent
0: i'm doing very well how are you
1: great um you guys are coming in to do the X's kick-ass christmas with third eye blind and the struts and uh, daily grind um and you guys obviously have a fantastic a single that's been on the uh, charts now for for a little while uh, with switchblade Mm -hmm. you've got a new single blind but really wanted to take the chance to talk to you get to know a little bit more about the band um you guys are Obviously, no overnight sensation. Can you talk a little bit about you know the time it's been? What ten years or so since the band is formed?
0: Well, Ambrose and I. Uh, Ambrose is the bass player of the band. We've been playing music together for about eleven years, and we've went through different like uh, lineups and a little bit of changes in our style of music and things like this. And um, then about I'd say four years ago, we started recording our album sparkle sparkle we didn't really have a whole lot of money so it was kind of one of those things that we did over a long period of time like Mm -hmm. kind of as we could do it and uh in the meantime we met seth uh our drummer and james our guitar player and that was about three and a half years ago Okay, and um uh so yeah I mean actually the Holy White Hounds has only really been playing for about three and a half years okay and um and me but me and Ambrose and I have been playing since high school and you know yeah
1: guys have been a duo then now um I don't know how you never a
0: duo just playing with
1: other musicians people sure yeah um you guys are from Iowa if I'm not mistaken Uh, obviously I think that's right people here then you know the state of Iowa you think of Slipknot Um, when I listen to your music I do not think at all of Slipknot um where did you guys kind of derive your influences you know I I kind of almost feel some of the stooges and some you know, almost like 70's garage rock and stuff in your sound well I feel like
0: our influences are more like inspirational Mm -hmm. like figures like uh um because to be honest I I get a lot of inspiration from Slipknot uh grew up in high school like listening to their records and stuff like that so um and i think everybody in the band kind of has different influences and so uh but there's people that in bands that like inspire us a lot um and i think that we kind of take um influence from like a lot of different things and just kind of mash it together like believe it or not I think one of my biggest influences is the Beastie Boys okay and um, uh, and then I you know I love garage rock as well like Ty Seagal and uh, and um, when Venny Beatty Vicious when the Hives put that out that was a a game changer for me because before that all I really listened to was like pop punk music and I suppose um, that the speed of pop punk has always stuck with me right and um, so yeah, I mean, it, I'm really all over the place, and I know, like, uh, our drummer Seth is, he's really into like, uh, he he's he's into like weird drummers that I've never heard of and stuff, and he's always like watching videos of them playing and stuff like this. So, I mean, really, it is all over the place, you know.
1: Yeah, drummers are like that. Um, no, let me ask you this: R- regardless of style, um, having you know the international superstardom of Slipknot come from, you know, essentially you, you guys are from Des Moines as well, correct? Originally? I,
0: uh we all are, except for the drummer. He's from a little town about two hours away called Denver, Iowa.
1: Okay. How did that, I mean, to see a band, you know, one of your own go out and kind of reach the brass ring from, you know, the heartland of America, you know, and I think it, we in Pittsburgh are kind of the same way, you know, we have a music scene. But you don't have too many bands come out of your music scene to do what Slipknot did. Did that kind of give you guys some confidence that you know, hey, if you know somebody can make it from Des Moines, Iowa, we can make it from Des Moines, Iowa.
0: Absolutely, it did, and I mean, maybe even delusionally so, because mm-hmm. to look at a band like Slipknot, it would appear that they just blew up, and they were, you know, Slipknot to me is is the the all time heaviest band. I mean, okay, Black Sabbath is the all time heaviest band, but when it, like, in all the, uh, to me, that is just the most aggressive music I've ever Mm -hmm. heard in my life. And uh, the thing is, is that Slipknot, it's been really cool. Uh, Our producer, um, Brandon Darner, was actually in Slipknot for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and he really was kind of able to share with us, like, some of, some perspective on how they were able to do that and you know not that you're making any mistake about it but they are they are probably the hardest working people Mm -hmm. that i can even really imagine they so i mean although it was like really encouraging to have that and um you know, everybody talks about Slipknot, obviously, because they were able to do something that... I mean, screw Iowa. They were able to do something that bands from, like, New York City...
1: Absolutely. That's a fantastic point. You know, I mean,
0: just any, any band in the whole world can can do... And they really did show that, like, the sky is the limit. But the problem with that is that sometimes people... Don't see all the hard work that went into what they've done, and it really is incredible.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, and anybody I think that works in any capacity in the music industry realizes (laughs) there are a million really great bands out there. Um, And what sets apart a band, you know, and a reason why certain bands tend to bubble up is sometimes just elbow grease. You know, it's work. Um, You know, it's.
0: It is. It's hmm. work, and it's a job, and it's not fun all the time. Actually, a lot of the time. The more uh there, there are people out there who love the music business they love mm. uh, i was fortunate enough to meet um one of my heroes jesse hughes mm-hmm. and i was talking with him and there was a moment in the conversation where he just laughed and said damn dude i love this business and you like, don't
1: hear that a he, lot yeah
0: no you don't hear it a lot but that's a guy who loves it he loves he, uh, it's, it seems he loves the the buckle down and get to work aspect of it, and that's not very common, you know. It's just like, uh, but like for me, I don't, I don't love the business. I love uh, meeting like cool radio guys who are super kind and, and playing shows and things like that. But all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, it really is work, you know. And yeah. it's it's not fun. It's it's not most of the time you're working and trying to build a platform in which you can get new great opportunities Mm -hmm. and that that part really is work so
1: yeah yeah now you guys um you guys are wrapping up a tour with a pretty reckless right now is that correct Mm -hmm. how is how are those hey
0: we're in la today and the last day of that tour yeah
1: how um you know when you're when you're looking at booking a tour i mean do you guys have certain expectations of what you want to accomplish coming out of a tour like that And, and how did this kind of fit with what you'd hoped going into it
0: Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I, we have two very hardworking managers, and they, we, you know, converse with them a lot about different goals that we set for ourselves and things like that. (laughs) But for the most part, when, when you get an opportunity like this, I really feel like our only job is to just play the funnest show we can play every night you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. so really i i i get real down on myself when i play a show and don't feel like i did my best Mm -hmm. you know and it's not that maybe i didn't try but i just didn't hit my mark right and um but the other thing about tour is that sometimes you uh You'll wake up in the morning and just be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm playing a show again today. Like, I don't really feel like it today. Yeah. And I've been really lucky on this tour that there have been days that I've woke up and felt like that. Like, for example, I was in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Mm Mm-hmm. And I woke up feeling not not rock and roll. I just didn't. I wasn't feeling it. And I got up on stage and that crowd was so awesome that they just pulled, they sucked me in. And it was one of my favorite shows of the whole tour. So uh, the the goal for me really is just to play the best show I can every day. And I've been lucky enough that on this tour especially, where the on any day where I have felt strange in the morning, the crowd was so great that they just kind of sucked me right in. Yeah. The Pretty Reckless crowd is uh they've been a great bunch to play for, man. Really, really cool.
1: Yeah, and that that can make a, you know a big deal if you know if you get booked. With the right band or get booked with the wrong band, that can make a big difference. And it's interesting you mentioned. I think anybody who's ever played an instrument, there are days you could pick the exact same guitar up and plug it into the exact same amp, and it just doesn't feel right, or it just doesn't feel fun. And then you can, for whatever reason, the next day or two hours later, plug it in and it's like the greatest thing in the world. So you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's a confidant on this tour around every corner, like Taylor uh, Momsen and Ben. They've been like. So encouraging. Like mm-hmm. they, they want to. They want. They're. They're not people who just like go right to the bus after the show. Like they'll come up. and was the show? And we talk about the show. They'll talk about how how they feel it went. I'll talk about how I feel it went. And they're right. they're so easy to talk to that that's been a big deal on this tour too. Like yeah. you know. So awesome. it like just kind of doing it with friends. If you're yeah. doing. Uh, something like this, with people you're not friends with, I really don't know how you could survive it. It would be so brutal.
1: Yeah, you you hear bands, you know, a, a certain band comes to mind that just had another band sue them, uh, who were an opening act. You know, they paid to be the opening support act on a, on a very major tour, uh, and then felt they were really, really treated, you know, poorly. Uh, you know, it seems right. like some bands kind of go out of their way to be, you know, pricks to the opening act, and some people, you know, go very out of their way to be very uh, nurturing and uh, you know, help you guys along. So it's good when you get those kind of synergies with certain bands. Um, you know, I think sometimes you can feel that even in the audience. You know, um, yeah, and,
0: and yeah, you know, I'm sure
1: you can. I'm a sure very cohesive show. Let me just address um, one thing. I listened to your album this morning, and, and as a guitarist, um, you guys you've, you've got some really cool like sound effects almost sort of going on in your guitar playing every once in a while. Do you use like a whammy pedal in your playing or?
0: Um, well, a lot of that uh, was just fun. We were having in the studio with, like, oscillation of okay. delays. And, uh, and sometimes, like, you can get a buzz that can go into full oscillation mode. And, mm-hmm. and we definitely messed around with some of that stuff. And, and we messed around with it live, too. It, that's, that's the thing where, like, it's hard to get exactly those sounds every time you play because sometimes you're playing a riff and you got to, like, do that sound with your foot and you're like trying to manipulate a knob on a pedal with your your foot. And, um, and sometimes at a show somebody will do something so cool where I'm like, oh man, I wish we would've got that one on the record. That was rad. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I don't, I actually do not have a whammy but I do use a, uh, one of my favorite pedals and I'm not a big delay person Mm -hmm. but there is a On analog delay, so it's just like a short, uh, a short delay, and uh, it's by Solid Gold Effects. It's called the Electro Man, and there's a little switch on it where you can go into warp mode. And so I I mess around with that sometimes, and you can do it with any delay pedal. It's just that that one has a little switch that uh, it's it's so easy to do it with. But Yeah. yeah, so I do I do have that pedal, and and I do a lot of stuff with that, and also. You know there's um some crazy like dwarf craft pedals that we use mm-hmm. that can do these like oscillation sounds as well but honestly that i mean uh i don't know if i don't i wouldn't consider that like a signature holy white hounds thing you know we it's just that that was what we were really into when we made sparkle sparkle not that we're not still into it but it'll be interesting to see what happens when we go into the studio because we'll just do whatever we think sounds cool we'll start adding to the song and and you know dubbing in the the other thing about sparkle sparkle is that it's mostly live right um a lot of those tracks have like the scratch vocal and almost all, all of them are just like the live drums and live bass and most of them just like maybe I dubbed another guitar on top of my mm-hmm. guitar because James wasn't actually in the band at that point. Okay. So um, we I was just just really messing around and just trying to like have fun and just thinking like that I wanted it to be a fun rock and roll record even though some of the subject matter can be like a little heavy like some of the subject matters are not always fun but uh
1: the music is I yeah. think. yeah you don't want to end up with a you know a bubblegummy lyric album um no do you find right, right. When you when you got the album done and, and you're ready to, you know, let's take this show on the road, do you find yourself as a guitar player, especially being that you're handling the lead vocals, having some of those, oh, crap moments, I've got to be able to play that live um, or, or make this sound or something like that on the road? You know, we don't want to have to get into using pre-recorded stuff. Have you you found yourself with some of those moments?
0: No, not really. Uh, and, I mean, not to... I'm not trying to do, like dismiss the question or anything, it's a good question, but um, the thing for me, I, I, don't know, I, I grew up listening to like the people who I listen to talk about rock and roll, um, it doesn't boil down to this one guy, but he is a guy who's put it very well. And it's Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. where he just said, "Get in the practice space and, and I, I'm paraphrasing out. He probably said it way cooler than me, cause he's <laughs> cooler than me. But uh, get in the practice space and and practice and be the best that you can be. And really, w- when we get up there live, I don't even know how much we try to sound like the album. Really, right. it just kind of that's just kind of how the band sounds. Mm-hmm. And no, if, if there's a part that we don't play, chances are it's because we're playing a different part, and right. it's just, it's uh, I don't ever really feel like anything's missing, and I practice enough that um, I I don't really, the new record I feel like is going to be harder to play and sing at the same time because I'm writing stuff that I didn't think I was going to write, and it's different like time signatures and stuff
1: right.
0: on some of it. We'll see what actually sees the light of day out of this stuff, but mm-hmm. we've been working hard on writing. A lot lately. So if you if you get me talking about this kind of thing, I can go forever. I (laughs) I yammer on a lot.
1: (laughs) No problem at all. But yeah, that that was I was often wondering, you know, because some you know you think of some of the like iconic songs where you know maybe a guitar solo needs to be note perfect, um, you know, and then you get up in there the energy of a live thing, and then you realize you you know when you were doing it in the studio, you weren't trying to sing it at this at the same time. You could kind of just. Punch in a guitar solo things like that sometimes musicians end up with remorse you know where the harmonies are hot too high to sing long term um i often wonder about uh, that the print is that
0: yeah, that doesn't really happen with us my my music my singing style is pretty laid back yeah and um it takes a lot for me to not be able to do something and uh yeah so i it's that, that that's not something that we really worry too much about, right. in the, the way we play.
1: Okay. Well, again, it's it's been a pleasure talking with you. You're coming in uh, Pittsburgh December 11th. That's uh, less than a week away now to do the X Kickass show at Stage AE, a fantastic venue, and it's going to be a great lineup.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so we look. How forward cool to is seeing that,
0: man? Third Eye Blind, The Struts. That's so rad. I cannot yeah. believe that we're playing that show. It's
1: it ought to so be. Cool. It ought to be packed in there. So we look forward to seeing you when you get into town, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, us too, man, trust me, nobody's looking forward to it as much as we
1: are. All right, a big thank you to Brent and Dean of, again, of the band Holy White Hounds. You can check out their website, holywhitehounds.com. Again, they're going to be on uh, the road uh, throughout the end of the year. They're going to be doing a show at Stage AE here in Pittsburgh on the 11th the Kick-Ass Christmas with Third Eye Blind and the Struts. Uh, So you can check them out if you're in our area. Um, As many of you are not in our area, you can go to the website, the tour page. Updated uh, constantly. They're going to be on the road uh, quite a bit in the coming uh, 2017. I'd like to invite you to visit our website, ironcityrocks.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all forward slash ironcityrocks. Also, uh, Instagram, forward slash ironcityrocks. I would love to hear from you, ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Also, if you are in the Pittsburgh area, western Pennsylvania, uh, we are again hosting the Pittsburgh Music Awards for, um, I don't even remember what year this is now. We've been doing this for, I believe it's at least six years now, uh, to vote for your favorite local artists, uh, your favorite local promoters, your favorite venue, your favorite um, individual musicians, uh, all kinds of different things. So we're in the nomination phase until December 26th. So if you go to our website, you'll see the form to nominate uh, all the finalists will be, termined, de- be determined by the number of nominations a band gets uh, We at Iron City Rocks do not handpick any of the acts or anything like that So it's all up to fan voting So if you're in a band and um, instead of coming to us in February complaining that you were not a finalist Because we've never heard of you Take the time to get your fan base to nominate you now Get yourself on the ballot uh, And then you're sure to be heard uh, so we invite you to check that out also on, on our website you can go to the concert calendar which is updated constantly for Pittsburgh uh, to find some shows you're missing uh, also on our Facebook we and uh, Twitter we we announce new shows all the time uh, getting into, ironically in, in, um, announcing our first shows for the summer of next year the uh, Key Bank Pavilion which is formerly the first Niagara Bank has already announced the Dead & Company for next year also PPG Arena has announced Bon Jovi, Stevie Nicks uh, Roger Waters so a lot of great major rock shows coming through the the Pittsburgh area in 2017 and there will undoubtedly be a million more uh, to come so that is our goal to keep Pittsburgh vibrant as a music community not only with local music but as national bands come through the area Uh, nothing annoys us more than when we see tour dates announced for a band that go from Cleveland to Philadelphia and skip over Pittsburgh so it's one of the reasons we uh... Do the show. We'd like to get you interested in bands that are coming to Pittsburgh, such as the Holy White Hounds, get you excited to get you out to the show. Uh, I know we are music fans as well, and it's always more fun when you go to a a show and you're familiar with the band. I mean, every once in a while you'll go and you'll catch lightning in a bottle and see a band live that you never have heard of before, and they really grab your attention. But I think most people uh, tend to like to have some familiarity with the band. So if us turning you on to a band like the Holy White Hounds makes you get to the show with Third Eye Blind, A little earlier to check them out, great. You know, builds fan base and these bands can come back through and they don't make Pittsburgh a, a city they can skip over when they're doing their routing. So until next time, it has been an absolute pleasure and we'll talk to you.